Mike, let him have it. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. This is episode 27 of the Bocce Bros Podcast. I am Chris Lovell, and today I am joined by my fellow Bocce Bros, Dante Lovell and Anthony Cugini. Our last episode was recorded just over a month ago, so we touch on the tournaments that have happened since then, Carmstrong, Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce, and much more. We also discuss upcoming tournaments, one being the main event, the Ryder Cup tournament held by JAC Productions up in Chesterland, Ohio at Jerry's World. Now, this episode was recorded on September 29th. Today is October 3rd, and since then, a few changes have happened. Originally, the draft was going to take place in a few weeks. We were going to live stream it and have a show for you guys. However, that has changed. The four captains met yesterday. They picked their teams, and we released the results last night. So if you go to our Facebook page, you'll be able to see that. We touch on all bocce-related topics, as well as our Italian heritage in this episode, guys. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. One final ask that I have of you is to please go to our YouTube page, go to YouTube, type in the Bocce Bros and hit the subscribe button. We need to reach a thousand followers. We're over halfway there. That's going to allow us to stream uh, a little bit more efficiently for you guys. So if you can help us out there, we'd really appreciate it. Without further ado, here is episode 27 of the Bocce Bros podcast. So we're using that same process, what, uh, October 1st at Jerry's World in Chesterland, Ohio? Yeah, we are. And then using it again back at Jerry's World for the high stakes later in October. What process? Let's Switch your studio yeah. process. Oh, yeah. Live streaming. I was up sitting on, I was on, uh, what are those, fences, putting up the, the arms. Oh, yeah, in Kentucky? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so with our new live stream setup, we have these clamps that Cugini is up climbing fences. Cooge. About 12 feet in the air. Just to clamp on a live stream, going above and beyond for the people at home watching the live stream. I mean, when you're playing in a major, we want a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that, right? Speaking of a major, right, as you guys are talking about, congratulations on the big W down in Kentucky. Thanks. Appreciate it. We appreciate it. Kentucky threw a great tournament. Uh, the, the winery was awesome. I did not expect, I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Uh, hospitality, just like every other community or every other person in the botch community, unreal, but... Yeah, it's lots of fun. Loved the area, loved the community. I think they did a great job. Your kids loved it. Kids loved it. They were having a ball. They went to the horse park. Paolo and uh, Antonella played in the uh, skills competition. Uh, nice. Both oh, got knocked out yeah, early. Both got knocked out early. <laughs> mm. You were probably working with them the next morning on yeah. those same courts. He was trying. He was biting his lips, kicking the dirt. Mad. Mad Cugini fashion. Biggie has a picture of Paolo, like, focusing, and me right there, like, on him. Yeah, the whole family. It's actually a great picture. Yeah. It's, the, like, Paolo focusing the shoot, and then it's, like, Anthony nervous, like, Francesca leaning in, and Paolo, Paolo everyone looking. Well, this Paul. is Paolo's second uh, skills competition. Yeah. So now he thinks every botcher tournament, <laughs> he's getting in a skills competition. Yeah. He awesome. had, so the first one, uh, for those listening, we were in Detroit for the ABC Open, and we'll dive into all these, but the uh, – you know, ABC, American Watch Company, was so nice to let Paolo come in because uh, it was very busy. You know, they were trying to get the, everything move, moving uh, time crunch-wise. And I think that was the, the highlight of the tournament for me is was everyone surrounding that court to see Paolo do the hitting portion of the skills competition. 
Yeah, it was crazy. People were chanting, uh, ole, 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 ole. Like, I would have been nervous if, if I was in the court, truly. And he I played he hit three of the six Polinos. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Three actually, of the six? He hit three of the six himself. Yeah. Nice. The kid was practicing for like two hours a day before. It's in his blood, baby. He cannot wait to play. He asked me every tournament, can he play? That's awesome. It's our farm system, like the Cleveland Indians, baby. All right. The Guardians, excuse me. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. Hey, if you guys are watching us on YouTube... This is, hopefully it all works out. If not, you're listening. But this is our new setup here. We're hopefully going to have more of these uh, video podcasts where we're going to be able to to throw up on YouTube. That way you guys can actually watch it. Um, Hopefully we can get creative with it, include some bocce shots, talk through them, have some live shows, stuff like that. So with the help of you guys, um, you know, we've been able to kind of update our equipment and, and go from there. Uh, we are at the Columbus Italian Club. Currently going on, guys, is the King of the Court tournament. Uh, so last year we started this, King of the Court, and this is the second year running. I believe we had around the same amount of guys join, so it's a good turnout, uh, 45, around 46 40, guys. Yeah, around 40 people yeah. this year. Yeah. Several games tonight, 6, 7, 9 o'clock, or yeah, 6, 7, 8, and 9 o'clock slots. So... Uh, members only. Uh, we, it's our second year doing it, like Chris said. So it's just a lot of our, our club has gotten a lot more competitive over the years. Teams that are players are starting to shoot more. Uh, most of you listening probably, what do you mean they didn't shoot before? Yeah, they did not really shoot before uh, prior to us really joining the club. Uh, but now you see people practicing on the off days and whatnot. It's exciting. People want to play and want to get better. Yeah, my favorite thing is when they come up to me, they go, hey, like this scenario is going on right now. What would you do? You know, and it's like, all right, well, how many balls do you have? How many balls does the other team have? Go from there, my, and you work your way through through the whole strategy of it all. My favorite is when they ask you when they're playing you. It's like, no, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> well, that was Ed today. Ed today, like, yeah, he's like, off the record. Yeah. <laughs> off the record, if we weren't playing each other right now, what would you, what you would, would you roll do? in. He, 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 he does what you did in high school when a teacher would help you on a test, and you're, uh, you're looking at the teacher, and they yeah. ask you. And it's <laughs> All right, I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> forward, forward. One hundred percent. Zeus, did you win? Hey, we won. We won. Friend of the pod. Uh, okay, Thanks. so friends of the pod, John Panico and Mike Pizzuto played their King of the Court tonight, and John Panico won. Yeah, you you may recognize both of them, John and Mike. They, they frequent. Yeah, some, they some go terms. to Cleveland, Alta House. They've yeah. both been Jerry's. John's going to Jerry's this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're at top. We're in the top twelve in our KOC after tonight. So we're wow, we're, we're there. Down yeah, the, we're the down to top twelve. Gritty. Yeah. So we're all left, right? Yep, we're all left. I, Chris, reigning champ. Yep, Chris, reigning champ from last year. Um, pretty much everyone I expected, I would say. Maybe one one new person to that. Number three and four of last year already got eliminated. So just like that. Yep, just like that. But. Like you said, competition's getting better. Yeah, I almost got eliminated. I am. I almost lost too. So that I, I will say, the competition is getting fierce here. Yeah, it's fun to see. It truly is. One hundred percent. All right, fellas. So our last podcast was pre uh, pre Carmstrong tournament. So we had Darren Landis, Carmen Marinucci on. Carmen was. Uh, he's obviously on. He's a bocce bro, but he was with Darren in person. That's why I said that. Uh, but that was a great pod, and then we really have taken a month off, and that's just because of how busy it is. I mean, if you look back at all the tournaments since then, you've had one every weekend, basically. and It's been a grind. It's it's just been tough. So It's too much bocce, guys. <laughs> life. Oh, my God. 
The Carmstrong, though, I will <laughs> say, thanks to Mike Romeo, the streaming was amazing Phenomenal. for that setup. Yeah. We got so many compliments. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't happen, honestly. Well, obviously, without all of you home, but Mike Romeo and all the support we get from you know the, the tournaments and the sponsors, M- MVR allowing us to do that. I mean, yeah. they you know giving us the freedom. It's a two way street, saying, "Hey, we need you guys, and we needed them, and and it worked out beautifully." I mean, I got a message I think from from someone that said, "I've never been able to watch my dad play. Thank you so much." Yeah, that was about uh, Felice. Uh, yeah. uh, I think. Um, yeah, in uh, there was. Oh, there was a couple comments I just uh, screenshotted that were just like, you know, I haven't been able to see, you know, so-and-so I play. got it right here. Yeah. I loved watching my daughter, Vanessa, play in the gold championship game. Wish yeah. I could have seen them more, like yeah. more of yeah. them. Right? Yeah, that was from the ABC. I mean, so what, what's been happening is we have these tournaments. We're getting sponsors. That sponsorship money is really just helping us get better equipment and better setups for us to continue to stream. And, you know, I think it's going well in the community, and I'm I'm proud of us, and I'm happy that – we're getting the support, and it's been great. It's really what it's all about. I mean, we've if you guys go on, I know we're, we're, we push our apparel. We're selling our T-shirts for $20, the hats for 20 the sweatshirts for 30 to 35 You know, that's we're basically breaking even when you We pay the in. website. <laughs> exactly. You know, of course, one day it would be nice to live off of Bocce, but is that realistic? You know, we'll see. But no. this this isn't to fund our pockets. This is for us to highlight the game and for us to make these tournaments more exciting by streaming. So, without doubt. With that being said, thank you to some of our sponsors. The one we have right now for these upcoming October tournaments is Watertight Roofing. So shout out to him. And to, just to take a step back to Carmstrong, shout out to Jordan Volchko. Uh, Jordan Volchko was the photographer yeah. that day. Yeah, um, buddy of mine. Worked at La Rocca's in Poland. He actually manages it uh, there. So check it out, Poland High La Rocca's restaurant. But uh, he's a great photographer. You know, shout out, uh, reach out to us if you need to get a hold of him. But he does great work, and he's going to be continuing to do some photography for the Bocce Bros. 100%. And so congrats to the Carmstrong winner. So I think, um, oh, if yeah. I remember right, it was, who was it, Chris? Chris Federico, Felice Scala, Tony uh, Melaragno Sr., and Jim DeFranco. Yeah, that was, we, we had them in our bracket. We had a fun yeah. game against them. That was a fun one. Probably Not one of the best Truly a fun game, like energy-wise and just talent-wise, uh, great game. 100%. And then the week after that, we, I mean, you have two strong Majors. tournaments back-to-back, right? The Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce which I wanted to give them a little bit of a shout-out to Wycliffe INA because I thought it was a pretty seamless tournament. The Tourney Machine app, I believe that's what it is. Yep. Oiled machine. It is so nice to, one, be able to see the rosters, and two, being able to see, okay, if we win, we play at this time. If we lose, we play at this time, yep. right? And then yep. you're able to just continue to re- review the app, look, see the brackets, see when you're going to play next, make sure you're there an hour early, all that. So... Um, and, and on top of that, they also have the board that you can go up to and see, okay, game 167, 8, and 9 are playing right now. We're game 172, so I'm going to be here, you know, we're going to be playing soon. It was just, it was very organized in my opinion, which I think is very important for these tournaments, especially when you have 100-plus teams. Yeah, I mean, I agree. you got to get through 299 games, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's quite a feat in three days. So, yeah, shout out to them for doing that. Yeah, but that was that was a good tournament. Uh, Anthony and I, we I think, yeah, me, you, and Carmen, we were uh, all on separate teams due to scheduling conflicts. We originally thought when we were signing up, um, but I had a good time playing with some new guys. Shout out to Danny Cotulo, Angelo Cotulo, and Robbie Lewis. Uh, we had a good showing, but overall, that was 
Just what were some of the highlights? Because I wasn't there. I had a wedding. So I had to miss it. Was you, there any highlights? Like, yeah. Was there Mora played? Was someone oh, yeah. so drunk <laughs> that they fell over? I'll Did have to incorporate the Mora videos. someone into a Chris has a lot of the Mora videos. Dude. So Dante's highly involved in the Mora games, and I kind of sit on the side because I'm like, all right. Uno, due, <laughs> tre, quattro. You know, tough, Chris is man. counting his head before he has to throw it. Yeah, I look, get a calculator out. I just, I've never really tried it, right? If you want to try it, obviously I know how to count one through ten in, in Italian, but no, right now. It's, it's being a uno, due, tre, quattro. So, uh, so um, in order to, you just have to put yourself out there, just like at a bocce game. Like, don't be nervous, just go out there and play. So, that's what we did, and and I had a blast doing it. Especially there's this older gentleman that they brought in, and he went down the line and he kicked everyone's butt, and then just waved everybody goodbye after he won. That's funny. But some of the highlights, Dante. I feel like Anthony. I don't know if you remember. There are some big teams that dropped pretty early. Yeah, there were. I mean, it was it, there was good games. I mean, the brackets were I would say pretty evenly based. Um, Jose played in it. So I know we'll probably get to the ABC tournament where he won that. Oh, but yeah. Jose played in it, and uh, I think they went out a little earlier than expected. I would say. I mean, uh, they had a target on their back. So they did. They no did. matter what, no matter if they were to lose at any point in the tournament, whether it's uh, the first round or the second to last round, oh, that's a shock, right? Because yeah. they're they're just that good. But I mean, everyone, I, I like I said, I think Bocce competition is just becoming better and better. So oh, it's, you just never know, actually. It's way more widespread. Way more Yeah, it's who shows up and how you play, and you get a couple unlucky breaks, and before you know it, you are you lose. And who ended up winning that tournament? We have Nick Scarra. Sorry if I screw your names up here. Ed Emanuele. Emanuel, I don't know. Tony Artino, excuse me. Paul Lewis the third. And Paul Lewis the third. Right? <laughs> I, I found the Facebook post. I was going to repost it after he won. His comment was... I just plan on drinking all weekend because I don't think my team's going to go far. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> he I'm gonna wins start, it. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> they win the whole thing. Funny. But um, ABV obviously always has a target on their back. They ended up losing the Versace Law first game. That game was packed, I remember. But then ABV makes Court it all. nine, yep. too. ABV makes it all the way back to Sunday. I mean, yep. shout out I gotta, to them. I got to bring this up because <laughs> I feel so bad. There's nothing you can control. Shit happens. And if anyone can, can relate, it's us here who run streams where things happen or data mm. runs out, the it cuts off. It was fifteen to fifteen, right? In yep. the final game. Yep. Oh. I'm watching it and just like anything else, it cuts off. But what what the the funny part, I mean it's not that funny, but after the fact it is pretty funny. Someone unplugged the ATM which the Wi Fi is connected <laughs> to. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. They so killed the Wi Fi. Who plugged the unplugged it? And he's like, I did why? <laughs> oh no! And you know how long it takes to restart everything. Oh, yeah, so make sure you talk in. By oh, by then, the game was over. Yeah. So I mean, to you know, no one's fault. This no. shit happens, but it just we understand. But I mean, a contract with the Bocce Bros next year probably hey, makes the most sense. We'll make sure. Yeah, we'll make sure that. I, I heard there are some comments left in uh, some of the feedback surveys that people want the Bocce Bros. But bring it on. We'll let Love them it. take care of that. Love to do it. Yeah. So what was after that? We Chris? should be a well-oiled machine by then. So we had Wycliffe. Then we went to ABC. Yeah, I mean, there was, I'm sure there were more between then, right? I just highlighted ABC because you guys played in it. Yep, Palazzo, my first time there. So, yeah, Anthony, I wanted to ask you because I went to Palazzo last year. Yep. We played, won the Silver Division. Yep. Um, what did you think of the venue? Start there. The venue was amazing to walk into a place that has nine courts, 90 feet long. 
Um, courts were, I would say, pretty true to, to how you roll. Um, and you know what? Honestly, it really shows who knows how to play botch and who doesn't there. I mean, there's no like, oh, it hit a rock or, oh, you know, the shot bounced over. Like, no, you're either good or bad. <laughs> you're going to find out real quick. Yeah. I like how they'd run the tournament there. You get like what six games? Yeah, the group. You get the you get the kind of first game, the group play, and then the group play into a single elimination. Hmm. So I mean, it was great setup, great time, uh, number of games you play. It was it was great. It was awesome. So that last year, the silver championship. I have to I have to clear. I have some things. I have some gripes. I want to clear that. Oh yes, go ahead. We got a lot of shit. When we got back to Youngstown, uh, Cleveland tournaments. Oh wait, what's up, Silver Division champ? What's up, mm. Silver Division champ? And I had to explain like, hey, like you know, first time playing synthetics. I'm a year into this competitive stuff. Plus, that team we played was undefeated before we played them. And, but all they saw was the game where we so luckily demolished them. We 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 skunked them 12, 14, or whatever the case was. But that does not show how good those players were. I try to explain that, but no one's going to hear yeah, it, right? No one right. heard it for Especially because people like to bust your balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a whole year, I dealt with it, whatever. And then this year comes about, and both of those teams that are in the championship are the Bocce Bros, or some form of the Bocce Bros, and um, what were their names? Now I can't remember. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting now. But regardless, the team that we played went to the gold division. They ended up beating Jose Boto. Yep, Hunter, Phil, um, Scala, Natale Scala, yep. and who is their fourth? I can't remember. I know, sorry. Yeah, they end up beating them in the play-in rounds. Yep, who was in my bracket? Yeah, so I had bracket. to play Jose, them, and another team. So just one, one right there to beat them is really hard to do on their own home courts. Yep. But then what did they end up doing? Going all the way to the championship to play them again. Wow. Only to you know play a really really good game against them. Unbelievable. Um, so it's like Anthony LaBarbera. Vanessa, um, Julian, and then, oh, God, Nick, I believe. I'm forgetting names now all over. I'm sorry, but shout out to them. But it's more so I wanted what the summary of all this is they were actually worked hard to get better. They yeah. practiced. They played in the Nationals. They played together for a while, right? Yes, they, played, they stuck together. Yeah. And uh, so shout out to them. They really made an appro- a huge improvement. And on all levels. So it was the same team? Same They stuck team. together? They stuck together. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> What's that feel like? Hey, we're, we're busy. Schedules are busy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that turn was awesome. Shout out to American Bocce Company, Alex Guerra and the crew, Alicia, Matt, uh, Andy, all of them. It was good times, for sure. I know. Hopefully I can go. I have a gripe with the tournament. Don't have it on... A college football Saturday. Well, you're pretty much out for all September, October, so, November. Yeah. <laughs> Move it to, like, the spring if you guys can. I mean, I will say places <laughs> indoor have it when it's cold. Yeah. But it, w- it was a good time. I mean, definitely something you should experience one time, Chris. It's definitely worth no, it. No, I know. I would love to go. I mean, there are so many tournaments. That, Vegas, right? The Dallas tournament you guys are going to. Um, well, we talked. We touched on it, right? There are so many tournaments. You just... I, I mean, I build an Excel spreadsheet for next year, and I think what I say, there's outside of the holidays, there's maybe four open weekends. It's right. crazy. Right. And the open weekends are like Valentine's Day because you don't want to get yelled at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, that's a good thing. People are like, oh, there's too many tournaments. You don't have to play in all of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they get filled every week for the most part. I know there has been a, a few little, some tournaments recently, and I think it's because when you have a tournament after, 
that stretch, right? After all the majors, after that you're, June, you're July, zonked. August just stretch, zonked. it's just very tough. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know when a good time is, but you know, a lot of people I feel like take that September a couple weeks at least. Yeah, there's a couple guys from I know Youngstown that took the whole month off. Mm-hmm. It's a good They're time. Like, to we're take not going to play. We're not. I'm just going to play all month September. It's a good idea. Yeah. So what do we have? Was there any other tournaments? No, no. I mean, we. Um, you know, the few that we have coming up here, guys, we already touched on our, our King of the Court tournament that we're doing here. Where hopefully, if you guys are interested, uh, the game should get better. So we're going to be live streaming as long as our Wi-Fi can hold up. Um, we have the Italian Festival. Molasani is coming up. Yep, the Alta House. Alta House. House having the Columbus uh, Cup. Jerry's. Uh, shout out to Mike Chipolo. He, he Jerry, and, and all those guys up there. Um, I know they're having the women's tournament. You guys are going to a tournament this weekend up at Jerry's house. And then the high stakes. And then the high stakes, October 22nd. Um, I mean, it's a stretch already. We're back in it. We're back in it We're back into it. Yeah, you got your month off. And then we got the the main event of the Ryder Cup. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. When is, what is the date before we dive into the Ryder Cup? Yeah. What is the exact date? So the date they want to hold it is December 3rd. Okay. So before we dive into the Ryder Cup, then yeah. I want to take a step back because yeah. we have a couple of things before then, right? Yep. I want to do. talk about, I want to preview Dallas a little bit. We're going to have an episode where we really dive into it and have Big E on. Yes. Yeah. But uh, shout out to Big E, one of one the One of the nicest guys. God, he's so nice. I love him. <laughs> he's so nice that you can't even hate him. No, never, never. No matter what. Um, but this tournament sounds like it's going to be so fun. I, I take a, I took a look at the room we're doing it in. It is on carpet, but they're gonna have the you know the wood there, and it's tr- pretty He's true. He's bringing masseuses in for three hours for the bocce ball players. I love that to have back massages, espresso bar from like for free, or you know it's inclusive in, in entry. Uh, buffets each day, unlimited you know, alcohol, unlimited alcohol after four p.m. Uh, unlimited, yeah. You know, it's just so it just food, pretty it, much it, with the saying everything in Texas is bigger, and Big E's following suit with that saying for sure. Uh, but not to mention, first place gets championship uh, belts, ch- uh, belt buckles, uh, 4K. That's $4,000. And a name high, of horse. High definition. And the, <laughs> and the high, uh, naming rights to a thoroughbred racehorse. He, we, he, uh, he was in Kentucky with us, Big E. Um, he played on a different team. And uh, he was in Kentucky uh, for bocce, but also he bought two to three horses. Yeah, he bought three horses that weekend. Um, what? Dropping yeah. that couple, a couple bucks. What's homeboy do? He's a dentist. No, he's an eye doctor. He's an eye doctor. He's an eye doctor. But he also uh, owns horses and a stable, I believe, too. You know, nice. Horses. Yeah. So. He did say Mountaineer is where horses go to die. I yeah. asked about Mountaineer because <laughs> from Youngstown. We used to go to I think we got to get Chris to the, to the Dallas tournament. Chris uh, Lovell? I have a he plays bocce? Personal matters. Yeah. Family matters. Family, yes. Family, family comes first. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, you'll catch the next 100 tournaments. Or you just up. bring your family with you. <laughs> As Kate Anthony does. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Just pack them up. The whole caravan. My poor kids. <laughs> well, hey, they're obviously doing well in the They're, they're going to be up in challenges. <laughs> so funny. All right, so this Ryder Cup. So December 3rd. Yeah. Right? So, so I'm just going to kind of give a rough format real quick. But explain to people that might that aren't from maybe oh, the Ohio area, what's, yeah. what's going down. Okay. Yeah. So what we've asked for is Ohio and PA people, Ohio and PA only, to sign up if you want to be part of a draft. The draft is a list of people that the four captains can pick from. So there's four captains that have been selected. Who are? That are Mike Cipullo, Jerry Flesher Jr., uh, 
the unit, Eric, and Dante Delisio. So those are your four captains right now. And of those four captains, they will pick, Let's little, little details still to be figured out, let's say 12 to 14 people right now. So you're going to have teams of roughly 48 to 56 altogether picked. Right now the list is at 100. So essentially half the list won't make the cut. Um, but once those teams are selected, everyone will show up on December 3rd, and you'll have kind of a Ryder Cup format. And I think you guys, since you guys play a lot of golf, I think you guys know what that is. You're essentially playing, you know, country, country, or captain, captain in certain formats of games. So you'll have a four-man walk, a four-man two-on-two, a doubles team, a singles team, and just a variety of that mix. First one to eight points. So let's say two captains face off in the morning, two captains face off in the afternoon. The winners of both those flights go to the championship at night, and then you do the same thing over to win the grand prize of like, you know, twelve or $13,000. Wow. So, I mean, to me, the 200 bucks if you make the cut, you have a better chance of winning that than the lottery. Mm-hmm. So you already have a 25% chance of winning the whole tournament, which is better than entering any tournament. Yeah. And then from there, you just got to play good. I'm just looking forward to who's going to be so upset and, and post on Facebook. Oh, I didn't get picked. He, that team. I get no oh, respect. That, that team only picked Cleveland, guys. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get no respect. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for it. Oh, man. We might just uh, open up a live podcast and have a hotline. A phone, yes. a, a phone sitting right here. I can't wait. We'll just pick we, up and, and we hear, might have to do Bosch therapy. Uh, let's do that. Actually, or, a live podcast. We take calls. Or when, or when you're live streaming, someone rolls a bad ball. Should have picked me. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> and and they want to do this draft. Most likely, it'll be October 14th. Um, there is maybe another date out there, but so this is a big one here. Go ahead. They want to do it early because one, we want to go to the high stakes and these other tournaments, kind of with that chip on your shoulder like oh you didn't pick me all right let's go buddy i'm playing you now which is surprising because i mean maybe it's not they've been in the game so long they know basically who the good players are and who they want but i would think maybe okay let's let's see who who performs on the high stakes let's see who performs on some of these tournaments before december 5th but i do enjoy the the trash talk beforehand yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. Only 12 people per team. So, what, 12, 24, 36, 48 people picked? 48 to 50. We're still determining just some okay. game times. Logistics. Is the some logistics yeah, logistics gotcha. game times. But, yeah, I mean, right now I got Columbus, uh, PA, Youngstown, Cleveland, and one Ashtabula. So, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. What, uh, there's, isn't there another, now, not to take away from that one, there's another like uh, team versus team event going on, right? There is. I think uh, October 8th or 7th. PA versus Youngstown, yep. right? Now yep. it's just like a That's strictly a rider. PA. Yep. Yep. Now the reason I brought that up is because the Bocce Bros are the proud uh, you know, T-shirt sponsors of Youngstown Bocce. So shout out to Team Youngstown. Go ahead and kick some ass. Yep. They reached out to us, asked That's us to make shirts for line. them. PA didn't, so... <laughs> PA is going to... O-H-I-O. <laughs> so what else we got going on? Um, well, I want to ask you, who do you think is going to pick the better team in the Ryder Cup? You got Eric, Dante Delisio, um, Jerry, and Chipolo. Mm-hmm. I think Chipolo is picking all his boys. He's going with all his boys. Jerry's going to do a hybrid version of that. Unit. <laughs> I don't know what to think about a unit. Unit's going to go sideways, I think, when I, in a good way. Like, he's going to surprise some people. 
And Unit sees talent no matter what. Unit might, you know, uh, you might say some things outlandish, but some some do land. Um, and then what do Dante Delisio? Yeah. I think Dante Delisio uh, will have a, a smart draft. Yeah, same here. Unit. Not unit, but it'll be interesting because, you know, we're hopefully we're, you know, like Anthony said, we're going to do the draft and we'll be live while those guys pick and we'll, you know, have this whole mm-hmm. show for it. But being a captain could be tough because, you know, you might have one of your boys on the list there. Oh, and, for sure. And, and you're like, I don't know, you know, this guy's better than him. Do I, you know, who do I pick? And who does? All these guys might literally do that. They might just pick their three guys they play with, literally. That might happen. Yeah. Or like 90% of that might Which happen. Which I get. Yeah. Which, yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. But um, it should be fun. If you're not picked, are you going to go up? I probably will, yeah, to run, run the, uh, as long as we're getting sponsors to run the live stream. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, if I'm yeah, not picked, same. go fuck yourselves. Better <laughs> than half y'all out there. <laughs> After y'all suck anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that'll be a good one. Um, I have some random topics to discuss. Throw them out. Throw one out and see what, we'll see what sticks. So I've noticed a lot of tournaments are they try and get as many teams as they can. Mm-hmm. They pack it in. I don't know if they're trying to get. Like, they see the Cleveland Challenge Cup, and they're like, oh, you know, I need to get to that level. Or it's like, I want to be considered a major. Let me get to that level. But they have these teams, this this amount of teams, and tournaments are going till 3, 4 in the morning. It needs to stop. And my opinion on it is, like, I look at the JAC tournament. I, how many teams do they have, 40 to 50? Anthony, do you know how many teams JAC had? I know you would know. Probably. JAC had, f- yeah, 50-something, 50 56. And, uh, you know, someone's like, teams. well, you know, that's not as many as blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no. It, it, it's not the quantity of teams, right? It's the quality of teams Facts. in these tournaments. Or, Facts. you know, as long as it's just a well-run tournament and it's highly regarded, which JAC obviously is, or, you know, a bunch of other ones out there. But... To go till three, four in the morning is miserable. They don't even do it. Uh, they'll they'll just stop. They won't play anymore, or even to one a.m. And it's we understand how tough it is to run a tournament. Yeah. Things also happen last minute uh, where you're just you have to go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving forward, <laughs> <laughs> this is like a speech for president. Moving forward, I think we just need to figure it out. Like people should not be able to stay uh, st- playing a, a sport past one a.m. I uh, don't care. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a lot. And, you know, I know we want to grow the game and all of that, but... Hey, by the way, we need you back at 8 a.m. Yeah, that's... Come on. Right. And you have one loss, so if you're out, yeah. you might Come not... Come on. We're, you, you might know, just go home right after. We got to start respecting the game a little more, figuring out, respecting the people playing, coming to spend money, spend time at the venues. And, again, we've run a tournament where shit just goes sideways, and one team... You know, had to wait, you know, six hours to play the next game, whatever. But do our best to not be playing at 1 a.m. It's rough. Yeah, we're all trying to figure it out. I agree. And every tournament's different. Do you guys like the flights tournament? Or do you like, so for instance, the flights like the Carmstrong? And I'm not comparing any of these mm-hmm. tournaments because I've, Carmstrong is probably, you know, top two, three favorite of mine. So I'm just giving an example. Mm-hmm. Carmstrong's a flight. JAC and not a Cleveland flight. Challenge not Cups. A not a flight, right? I like flights. 
mainly like because fun. of convenience. Like, for instance, Molasani coming up, and this is bad because we shouldn't be playing it. No, we should not. But <laughs> it's, we're, you know, it's a business We're thing. able to go yeah, Thursday. So, yeah, so yeah we have events going on Friday, Saturday, but we're able to play in a Thursday flight. And if we just happen to make it a Sunday, we just have to drive back Sunday. Yeah. So right. So you're able to drive out Thursday, play your game. If you win, or games, win, great. You're going to enjoy Friday, the, the, Saturday with the family. Yeah. Sunday, you have to drive back up. The downfall with the flights is, and we, I think we made a post about this, is you could pick an easy day to get to Sunday. The good thing around the not flights is it's kind of a random draw, so it averages out. Now, the argument is you have to play the good teams regardless so even if you made it through your Thursday, you might just get wiped on Sunday. But then, you know, like for us, the way we played in Carmstrong, we definitely should have been in Sunday. But we got two of the teams that made it pretty far. Mm-hmm. We just had a tough bracket. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that's an extreme schedule because I you know what I told I said our team, I go, look, guys, if you can't win these games, why even show up to Sunday? Like, what's mm-hmm. the point? Right. So I you mean, got, that's, you look at it one way or the other. That's like the SEC compared to the Pac-12 in college football. You right. know, if you're Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, whoever, and you have to go through, you know, Bama, Auburn, whoever, you know, A&M, whatever it may be, but you're Oregon and you're playing against Arizona State, right. you know, it, you have a better chance of going to the, the playoff. Brings up the other question is what's the best way to run a tournament? Is it a double elimination? A lot of teams don't want to travel to the double elimination tournament. Some people want a uh, pool play. I know anywhere outside of Ohio, PA, it's pretty much kind of in New York, some parts of New York. It's kind of like pool play I've seen. Like West Coast, uh, you know, ABC out in Chicago, they all do some type of round robin to get more games in, I feel like. Yeah, I will say we travel a lot. And for us to drive and then play in something like a group play, it's a lot more worth our time versus just going somewhere and going 0-2 because those guys that live around there can go home 20 minutes and they're back with their families. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we have a little bit of disadvantage there, I will say. Yeah, and it's tough. Double elimination is probably a lot easier. Uh, Quicker. I'm not, a, I'm not yeah. a tournament runner. So to go back to that question, I don't think there's one way each tournament should be ran because the flight tournaments are, are great. I, I think there are certain tournaments that need to be flights. I think there are other tournaments that need to be the group play. Uh, I was just curious, I guess, as to what you guys prefer. Like, I prefer both. There, like you yeah. said, there's this tournament coming up for Molasani. It's great because you're able to yeah. to to get up there Thursday, and if you win, you're back Sunday. But the like Cleveland Challenge Cup, I like to make it a weekend there for the whole weekend for the most part, as long as you win. Yeah, and like the JAC tournaments is experience, right? I mean, yeah. how fun was that? I love I love it there. Yeah, just I love being in Little Italy. Yeah, that's true. So another bocce topic I have that it wasn't just me. I was just I was at a tournament, and there was a lot of talk about this where there's a game going on and people are making sudden movements as someone's about to shoot. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of people that I feel like that do that. And there, something got pretty heated. I think it was at the Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce. And it's just I like this. one was um, this kid had his e-cigarette, little vape thing, and would take a puff and blow it. When the opposing team was about to roll, and then when his team was rolling, you could tell he he went the other yeah. way. Oh yeah, and it's just like we know what, you know we know what you're yeah. doing. Some yeah, people yeah. are so dumb, but it's like I just in the end focus on your shot and hit it. But but sportsmanship also is just an annoyance factor of that. Ugh. It, it it really bothers me when some of these guys just try every little thing. There's there's certain ways to get under people's skin. I get that. 
But little movements like that is just cheap in my my it's opinion. Cheap. It's uh, not. It's not tasteful. Yeah. It's just bad. No yeah, it's a tough one. In my opinion. Yeah. I M O. So, I was gonna get in some of these Facebook comments that were left. Yeah, let's do it. What was left? What was the question? What was the post? Um, my post was somewhere along the lines of, you know, we've had several large tournaments recently. Um, a lot of good things have come out of it, and I wanted to get people's opinion just on tournaments, how they're ran, the courts, stuff like that. And I'm not going to name any names right now, um, but one, she said her just her random two cents. She loves the game. She loves how it's growing more, but she's looking to see and play with more females. She's having trouble finding girls to play with and just female, um, female only leagues, mm. not leagues. Excuse me, tournaments, mm. which I'm pretty sure Chipolo. Or someone involved with Jerry's is having uh, an all-females tournament? Yep, yep, November 5th. Right, so there you go. Um, that's perfect. I, I would say there's a couple females that have started to play more. Um, Chris Federico's wife has been joining. Yeah, Kate. Kate. She's yeah. been joining more tournaments. I mean, I think you just got to kind of just do it, right? Just like kind of your Mora comment earlier, you just got to jump into the game, like, yeah, there are a lot of good female players out there. I mean, we've seen female teams beat some of the better male teams. We've gotten beat by female players. <laughs> yeah. Like, that being said, though, it is tougher because, in a way, there's, there's not many options. Like, a, lot, a lot more of the guys are the ones hosting the tournaments. Yes. But that, and there's just more guys playing, so there's more chances for guys to play. Um, but with that being said, the game's growing for women right now. So it, I would agree. I say it, it will get there at some point. Yep. Uh, just when you want more women playing and more women, women, yeah, they need to just they need to step up and say, "Hey, we're throwing a tournament hey, this day." Tournament. And mm-hmm. yeah, one hundred percent. And I think if you ask, these Facebook groups are getting bigger, more widespread. I think someone will step up. Like yeah. if you're looking for a partner, or if you want to join a team, I mean, there's always someone looking for somebody. Yeah, right, one hundred percent. I need to stop saying one hundred percent. All right, ninety nine percent. I'm gonna say his name because I love him, Matt Estes. He's an instigator. He's, like he's one of the best Facebook instigator. posters. He's my but favorite. But he's an instigator. He knows local sports, which is what I like. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I get all my Youngstown information yeah. from, especially on Niles, which if you're watching or listening, Matt, Poland kicked Niles, but the other Friday. So, But take, Matt take likes that. Matt likes to just – Matt's one of those guys that got the knife and then just puts it in and just kind of <laughs> turns leaves it. And leaves and leaves. Just no, yeah, a little he's bit. He's like, <laughs> someone else turn it. Yeah, <laughs> leaves, yeah. But I love it. No, he said he's been playing competitively for about five years now. And he asked, has a competition level ever been this high? He said when he first started playing tournaments, it was the same few teams winning every tournament. Uh, He doesn't feel like that's the case any longer. Competition level, I think, has stayed around the same. The the, The volume of it has gotten wider. So people have always been great. There have been some of the greatest, you know, the JJs. You know, the World Banjo Series. Brothers. Banjo Brothers. Like, they've always been great, but now there's just more of them, you know? Yeah, I think that's what – I think that's what he was – He was, yeah, he's. I think that's what he was alluding to, yeah. was okay. it's like there's there's not just three or four teams that are great. They're not – I don't think he was saying teams in the past aren't as good as teams mm-hmm. are now. 
those great teams, right? He just mm-hmm. thinks there are, you know, the volume, like you said. I think, I think, now again, this is an opinion. I think we, the Bocce Bros, kind of put together a format where everyone can see what's happening. Then what happened is people said, hey, I want to start playing in more, which gets people better. And then as people get better, competition gets stiffer. And now it's like those same teams might not always be winning because more people are traveling, more people are playing. And then on top of that, you got this social media aspect of we're highlighting who's winning. So I think we've brought a little bit of change to that game where maybe Vandra's and JJ's, not to take discredit them, but maybe people really didn't know what was happening and where it was happening. So there was only certain teams playing. I I met uh, Mike Lapovich uh, in person in Kentucky. Mm. Uh, And we spoke a little bit. And we're going to have him on this podcast at some point uh, and talk about JJ's and history there. But... He has sheets from playing in the um, the internationals or whatever it was, where they calculate every shot. Oh! So they say shot one, you know, within in a, how many inches away? Uh, you know, Mike yeah. Lapovich. Yeah. Was it a roll? Next was it a shot? The hit? You yeah. know, where did the ball end up? Do they measure each what, shot? What? What? Uh, yeah. yeah. They have a ref. They have ref. What was the? Sh- did, did your hit hit? But did it also get the point? Oh wow! And wow. he's gonna he's gonna give us some of those papers and we're, yeah, we're gonna that's have cool. Them on, uh, that's for cool. Sure. To go back to that, um, I think, and this isn't, uh, I'm not trying to give ourselves a pat on the back, but us streaming the tournaments have, and you know, Chapulo's there too, right? Federico's always streaming. You got you know all these people that have always been streaming. And now the more bocce groups are coming about. So, you know, social media has highlighted yes. uh, all of these tournaments and people are being able to be like, oh, I have my phone. Let me go ahead and, you know, put this game on, right? So they're able to see that. And also there's probably a tournament every week like we talked about. Right. So, you know, it, it just allows for more teams, I guess, to, to play and to win. Yeah. Yeah. Next. The discussion time between shots has to be timed. SVC. I'm not even going to say anything. I've, I've harped on this every episode. <laughs> SCV, shot clock violation. Yeah, shot clock. Next. I mean, yeah, but then who's going to – yeah, we're not – I'm not even going to get into it. I get too heated. You I mean, guys can handle you can, you can get into it, but you don't have to get heated I about get too it. Heated. I mean, it's – I agree. There are times, and we've probably fallen there too once or twice, but, you know, there's – there has to be some kind of – time when it comes to it because it's these games it's these games can go forever especially when my favorite when it's just obvious it's like yeah walk up to the ball you have four feet roll in mm-hmm. like there's nothing else to do here but yep. all right i guess you guys don't want to talk about um we have someone from california and i'll just read it all my concern is growing the game in my area and seeing the bocce community connect on a more meaningful level. My Italian-American club is an older bocce community, and how do we bring more youth to the game? When I watch these Ohio tournaments, I see a lot of youth and the older folks, plus women. I would love for the various bocce clubs or Italian clubs to connect and share tournament news and bocce news. Maybe that's us. It is us. Club Molisani seems like they have a really... They have their act together. They do. Yep. Shout out to them. Are there any bocce clinics with guys like Jose Boto so folks can learn the rules and how to play? Anyways, just some thoughts. 
A lot of good thoughts. So uh, his, his first thing is growing the game, right? And I, I replied to him basically saying, we throw a 40 and under tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I think Youngstown does this, St. Anthony, Anthony's, uh, where they'll have like a kid's day on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, you say your you're Italian club's older demographic. Well, make sure that they're welcoming the younger people because that's highly important. Is to not say, oh, you're only 14, you can't play. No, let them play a game, show them the ropes. You know, that goes a long way. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think to to his question on just expanding, I mean, it's kind of like the same theme around the women's, right? Like, you kind of just have to put yourself out there and and say, like, hey, let's do this day, or hey, let's do this type of tournament, or hey, let's get people together, even if they don't you know, really know the rules or the game, you just, you just kind of got to promote it and see if it takes off. I mean, part of it is the area. Part of it is, you know, who you're going to get there. Um, you know, a lot of people don't play in these competitive tournaments, right? Like, we have a lot of members in the Italian club. But how many really travel? Four, five, Us. six, seven, maybe eight, right, out of the 300 members here? But why is that? They like to play here, but they sign up for summer bocce, mm-hmm. fall bocce, king of court. But maybe competitive is not their thing, so throwing something different, not about money, is maybe how you attract them. Yeah. And that actually goes to this next comment where it's Northern California. Uh, he says he lo- <clears throat> loves seeing the game grow in popularity, but he thinks we need to keep it fun for everybody, both experienced and less experienced players. I and mean, he explains how he has different divisions in these okay. tournaments, and he he does that, so... That's like the different divisions MVR does, uh, where Juliana go ahead, goes ahead and recruits uh, three tournament player women, and then Robbie Lewis, one of the best rollers to ever. win what the to bronze win, to wins the the, the B silver. the B coed division at the MVR, where he barely edged out me, my dad, and oh my god, hopefully they don't listen, but two women who can't hit the side of a barn five feet away from him with a bocce ball. So Juliana Romeo, <laughs> yeah, Juliana's out here. Shout out to Juliana, our step or, Ju- or stepbrother. He's like or, one or of our favorite bocce, bocce bros. Come on, he's the man. He's the man. I just wanted to give him some shit. <laughs> that post got a lot of uh, interaction. I will say, it which was one's that? The one that Chris wrote. It was it was a good post. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, Hundred three comments. That was great. That's what it's about. We gotta just keep yeah. communicating. Yep. And then there's don't cross the line from the one guy that just won't stop. Which one? Who's that? I can't remember his name. Yeah, I almost responded to him. He's like, the rule says, yeah. listen, guy, there's not one set of rules. Maybe there is somewhere, right, and national, whatever. But when you play in these tournaments, they're all different. So if the tournament rule is your back foot has to be behind the line, then it's your back foot. It's your back foot. When we went to Palazzo, it was front foot. And I mean, it was just we follow the rules. And if you're good enough to hit a ball, whether your back foot is over the line or not, you're fucking good enough to hit a ball. Right. You like, still got to throw that line. Right. Mm-hmm. So people are freaking athletes. We, we're able to figure it athletes. out. <laughs> That's why people sit behind computers <laughs> and type. Right. Because you'll never see them. All right. Next one. Do we keep going? You guys yeah, are going? Keep going. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Wondering people's thoughts on teams making it back to Sunday. Would you rather see clean slates? Or if you make it with one loss, you keep playing that going into Sunday. I think this goes back to the flight versus bracket. Flight. If it's a flight, I clean slate. I would love a clean slate. Yeah. I just I think 
you come through an easy bracket on Thursday or a hard bracket on Saturday night. I know some teams come that back only slate. play Thursday, the local Thursday uh, ones. Yep. I know too. Just, just and I know some teams that do it and they even make it out. Add like a winking sound. Yeah. 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 Uh, big tournaments though, like Wycliffe, um, you know, JAC, where it's where it's one bracket. I, I think you just got to no, you take your loss. Yeah, that yeah. That. the flights I can understand. Yeah. I know Marco for NEO, he does a clean slate. I love that. Yeah. You know? Marco's a good tournament runner. Shout out to Marco. Yeah. Good he's got, he's got a couple coming up. Good young man. Good young man. We'll get Marco on, right? Yeah. I don't like him enough to get Marco on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one, which we've touched on this measurements. Um, anytime. Oh, measure anytime or not. Yeah. yeah. Next. Let me see. I want to see the rest of his comment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he said other tournaments say you can measure any ball at any time. Do you think any ball, any time, you like that? We did that this weekend. It changes the game a little bit because it gives you an advantage um, to have a ball back. Again, I think this is like the shooting thing. You tell me what the rules are. Yeah. I'm going to play by Agreed. them. I don't really care. Agreed I there. mean, that's how I am. I don't yeah, really no care. Decision. I'm with you. Here's Here's the one thing where I think – uh, it could cause a little different there. Different, yeah, whatever. We were in Wycliffe, and mm-hmm. we weren't sure. There were three balls. Two were ours. One was the other team. We weren't sure which one was our first point and which one was our second point. Yeah. And we were trying, and they were all in a similar kind area, of, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, which one do you measure? So we had a guy come over. A, a, a rule judge, and it's, I'm not blaming him at all because he had to do this, but he's like, well, I think that one's closer, so measure that one. I'm like, well, I don't, you know, yeah. I, that one looks closer to me. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So that's, I just, you know, in certain scenarios, that might not be the case, but it is what it is. Uh, the Paulina throw, whatever. <laughs> My, <laughs> Eric, a.k.a. the unit, you know, you, you we create this post and you think he's going to come in with something right he just says dress code question mark some people dress bad yeah. should be more dressy <laughs> of the sport I, I, <laughs> I completely agree eric it's a valid point look all over the world no one else wears like cutoffs or tank tops yeah ron doc calling you out. uh it's a very well you know it's funny sport. we went to palazzo and i looked at all the usbf people i'm like oh, yeah Man, these guys wear pants, like suit pants, and a polo, and I'm here in shorts yeah. and a t-shirt. Yeah, I felt bad last year. I was on the, the live stream with a backwards hat, uh, like a hoodie on, shorts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. And you won. Yeah, we won. It's tough. I don't <laughs> know. Made more comfortable. Just play I, how I want to play. I've, I've played in a dressier environment, and I hated it. Yeah. And then I went to athletic gear, and it was much better yeah, for me. Yeah, I, I feel. We all I feel comfortable. need track suits. We all need to play in track suits. Ooh, a little track suit with like a tucked-in t-shirt. Mm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Official. Um, the last one I had is a guy saying, I loved watching my daughter, Vanessa, in the gold championship game. I already mentioned this comment, but I just think it's cool. Yeah. Vanessa's awesome also. And other than that. I've had Renato's daughter reach out to us and say, I've never been able to watch him play. Isn't Thank you amazing? so much. I mean, I've had so many comments. Then we have tournaments where people aren't streaming. They're like, are the bocce bros there? Yeah. Are they there? Yeah. Why aren't they streaming? Where are they? Uh, what Joe, are they doing? Joe's a day is our family. Um, they had a wedding. And the next day, Joe's in the championship at the MVR. Yes. And they had 
There's a picture. Uh, we'll have to the post whole it. family. We'll post this picture. But there's yeah. like 20 people in the living room, literally just surrounded around the TV, watching Joe in the championship cheering. That was on, great. And that was freaking awesome. awesome. Yeah, unbelievable. Shout out to them. Thanks. Thank you for the support. That's why we do it. And shout out to uh, Russ for placing second again in the tournament. Yeah, Russ. Russ r- r- every weekend, Russ is place, <laughs> placing second <laughs> somewhere. And he, and he likes to text me and say, guess what I did this yeah. weekend? I go, let me guess. You placed second. Yeah. No respect in Cleveland, Russ. No respect. Uh, that is all I had for my little itinerary here, guys. Anthony, you said you had a few comments you wanted to make. Is that still the case? Yes. About what though? I can't remember. Let me think about it. We can figure it out. We can shoot the breeze until. I, oh, I had I had questions for you guys. Okay. That's what I had. Uh, so we touched upon the rider a little bit. Yeah. I want to make you guys mock captains right here. I want you to pick your top four people. Who are you picking? My phone at. Hold on, let me get the list out. We got to get this list out. Top four people. You, come on, you know you don't know the top four. You sent me an email, right? I did. Is, uh, so are we is going? Dennis playing in it? Dennis is playing. I mean, your normal people are playing. So let's just let's just you know your top four. Are we going top four in general? Yeah, you just pick your. If you could, if you could just pick your top four right off the bat, who would you be putting on your team in this Ryder Cup? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Dom Aveni. Michael Furbata, Dennis Renat, <laughs> Anthony Croce. You're just going to pick ABB straight Why up. Why not? <laughs> At that point, you got the most chemistry. You got the lot of shit, shit ton of t- championships. All right. All right. Dante picked ABV. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the right. I'll go while, while Chris looks. Yeah, go ahead. I'd probably go just because I, the events that have happened, right? Because you might have a solo match. You might have a doubles, a four-man. I'm definitely taking Dennis and Croce, if I could, right off the bat. Half of ABV. I would take Frank DeSillo. Because he plays solo, doubles, four-man. Yeah, that's a smart pick. And probably my fourth would be Capagreco. My, my, my guess is in this draft, that's smart. somehow, someway, those four will be the top four. That's, that sound, honestly, that sounds about right, and I, I would have to follow suit with that one. I mean, th- and don't get me wrong. There's other players because do pl- we do the players list together. I mean, I know what other people can do. But all-around players, I feel like those guys can play doubles, singles, four-man, and, and gel with really anybody. Yeah. I mean, Dennis and Croach stick out, obviously. So does Frank. Um, but I think when I when you initially asked the question, I was thinking, all right, who's my favorite pointer? Not favorite, but who's the best pointer? Second, yeah. first shooter, yeah. Yeah. you know, third. I mean, it's a tough one. There's a lot of good players. I got to throw a Melaragno in there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, come there's on. There's, there's 75 of them. Of them you, and got, you got in Carlo it. playing, Dave playing, Jason playing, Pete playing, Tony or Senior playing. I mean, I take any of them, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many good ones. Again, I'm just looking forward to seeing who doesn't get picked. <laughs> That's my favorite part. We're just waiting for the drama. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, Again, we're going to have a live podcast. You call in, talk about why you don't think you got picked. And we'll go from there, see where the podcast goes. Yeah, that's the next thing, too. Uh, we're going to have some live shows called the Botch Talk. Botch Talk, yes. So it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. We would love to have more in person with guests, but with us being in Columbus, it might be tough. So 
but what this new software is allowing us to do is stream live a little bit easier. So we're gonna do one at a bar in the barbershop, the fresh experience. Yeah. Sound of Ohio, go ahead and check that out in Struthers. Love that. Anthony, you wanna do some uh rapid fire? Let's do it. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Hey yo. Bing bong. Youngstown or PA Bocce? Oh, Youngstown. Well, that was quick. What captain do you want to play for in the Ryder Cup? Oh, that's a tough one. Well, he's already a Mr. Excavator, so might as well close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to decline that question. <laughs> Show the people your shirt underneath yeah. your Columbus. I do Bocce have a shirt. Mr. X shirt on. I got a lot of shit this weekend for having Mr. X on. <laughs> favorite, favorite day of the week. What's your favorite day of the week? Monday. Because of bocce night? Because of bocce night. Can I ask a rapid fire question? What's, who's your favorite Disney character? Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched Disney. Oh, you have one. Come on. Oh, I know you watch He's going to say you know, Jasmine. You know how I know? Because I heard Suck. you sing a couple songs to your kids. I, I can show Lion you the King. world. I don't know. Okay. That's not a character, okay, but all right. Simple. I don't know. Jeez. Indoor or outdoor bocce? I grew up on indoor bocce. Um, let's go indoor. You grew up on indoor? The Abruzzi carpet? Club. Yeah, the yeah carpet. carpet. Okay. Whatever. Not you can right. answer, Dante. Would you rather speak every language in the world or would you rather be able to talk to animals? Speak every language in the world. So you could talk to females, huh? Yes. Nice. Hey. Hey, oh. <laughs> That was Anthony's attempt at an A.O. A.O. He's an A.O. Joe Pesci or Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro. Jose or The Field? Jose Boto or The Field? The Field. Wow. The Field. All right. All right. I mean. He right. just won singles. I mean, he's. Dante, he, how many people played in that singles tournament? Four to six people, but 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 hold on. Four to six people. PRV. With that being said, he had twenty more people. He probably would still win. Best of the best in Youngstown. I'm a I'm a Jose Boto. Uh, I'm a Jose Boto fan. I don't care because he could come to Youngstown, Ohio. It doesn't play on those type of courts or the, the rules, and wins both years. Best of the best. You know, five six years odd years ago it happened. Mm. Um, he's not going to play. I tried to get you know ask him if he's going to play in February. He said, quote unquote. He said, I said, come on, people want you there. He said, no, it's time for someone else to win. Ooh. That's how good he is. He February yeah. where? Uh, Third, St. fourth, Anthony's. and fifth St. Anthony's. You're in. You said you're in already. Oh, yeah. I'm in. How you do? I have no idea. Third, fourth, be, oh, and hey, fifth? Speak, I, I have hey, his schedule. Have we talked about backing out of tournaments yet? <laughs> Skip. <sighs> Keep going. Get married, Dante. It's a little different. <laughs> Get married and have kids, Dante. It's oh. much different. <laughs> I think that's all I have. Apple or Android? Apple. Yeah. Uh, favorite color? Blue. Favorite bocce player? Oh, that's a tough one. Favorite? This, this, this week. This week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do change every week. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like a favorite bocce player? I feel like that's a pretty straightforward question. 
Like, yeah. your, who's your favorite basketball player? You yeah, have, what player you do you like one. watching play? Yeah. You know who I like watching play, honestly? Yeah, yeah. Is Bruno. Bruno Ionetta, the GOAT. The, he right he uh, played with Ronaldo. Yes, got gotcha. Watching him play, he plays for AJ um, Cement and Amolsani. Just knowing how good he probably was when he was younger and still how damn good he is now yeah. is amazing. It's awesome. And I hope one day I can can carry that on. Can we talk about back to ABC, the uh, ABC Open in Detroit, Ezio Rondog bring a guy in from Turkey, and uh, he's never played the American way of bocce or the open <laughs> rules of bocce. He was voloing everything. Every ball he threw was a volo. And, and <laughs> granted, he was hitting him, but the, like that's not – and he didn't really understand some of the I don't think they the won strategy. a game. I don't know what the record was or anything like that. Uh, you know, who knows? But I just know that at first they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. <laughs> he can't be rolling everything. <laughs> and then, like, they had to guide him on a lot of the strategy because he's never played that type of way. Um, I thought that was pretty funny, and I had to mention it. That was the guy, Carmen Marinucci. Carmen, yeah. yeah. got in touch with, like, two, yeah. two, years, two and a half years ago now at right. this point. Um, and he wanted to come over to America to play bocce. But he thought it's in Europe it's like you could get sponsored to play. Yeah. So he's like, okay, who will sponsor me? He's like, whoa, slow your roll, buddy. It's not how it works in America. Yeah. Get a gas station to sponsor you. <laughs> he's playing with Anthony this Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys give me a lot of shit. Mad Dog Three Cugini. different teams. Mad Cugini. Mad Dog. Yeah. Well, let, let, maybe let's talk about that. I, I do need to clear the air about something. What? My frustration on the court. So... Oh, here we go. This is going to be interesting. To be fair, you have to sell. To be fair, Dante Dante checks me during games, which is which is I appreciate, and Chris does too. And we were talking about on the way home from Kentucky because we got in some situations where we were down, and we actually came back and won, which was which was amazing. And I'm very self aware. I'm a very self aware person. My struggle, and I don't know if you guys have this, is my expectation. Or my, I know that you guys can play so well. When you don't play well, I get frustrated. You don't fucking think I know that. And and that's the same answer I get from everyone. Yeah. You don't think I knew I could throw a better yeah. ball? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only thing you can control in those times is your own emotions. Right. And, and, between your ears. and not to bring the team down. Right. Right. It's not that either. It's you allowing... Anyone else, whether it's someone else throwing well on the opposing team or your own teammate throwing poorly, the only thing you can control in that time, in that moment, is your own emotions because your own emotions will affect the rest of the way. Right. Unless you're able to get rid of them quickly, which is hard for people in those settings. So you have to train yourself to say, all right, bad ball, whatever, we got to focus on the next thing. Yeah. Short-term memory. That's like my coach in high school football. He played for uh, Jim Tressel. If I threw an interception, he would always look at me and say, short-term memory, we're on to the next thing. Like, you can't, you can't get mad. Yeah. You just got to fucking move on to the next thing. That's all that you can focus on. I'm going to bring a plastic glove with me and just a latex glove and just take it out of my pocket <laughs> and slap you with it every time and it's, you get out of hand. And like he said, if you throw a bad ball, that person, you, whoever threw that bad ball, they're the first person that knows. That they did Fuck, the I screwed yeah. up. Yeah. And what they need in that moment is, all right, let's keep it going. We, you got this. I, I know you're a good player. And you also have to understand who that teammate is and how to talk to them and how to pump them up. You know, I, I really enjoyed playing with the Catulos 
and Robbie Lewis because we communicated well, and it was just like a seamless process. We were down to the team that won Rome. Yeah, you guys had a big win in Wycliffe, actually. Yeah, and we came back, and, uh, you know, it was it was a great comeback. And once you have those, I think once you start picking those up and you, you get a few of those under your belt, you you know, the next time you're in it, you're like, all right, we've been here before. What do we need to do to get out of it? Yeah. You just got to make your shots. And I've learned the farther we go into tournaments, you do get mentally tired. Mm. And somewhat physically tired. I mean, Dante, you shot, what, 80 times? You were my first shooter body, this weekend? My right side of the body hurts. Yeah. yeah. One, I mean, because I don't work out anymore, <laughs> too. But being first shooter, you put it's a lot yeah. of oh, shooting. Oh, without a doubt. And I think for those teams that actually have been there more and more, they've kind of trained their body or they know what they're about to get into. For some of the newer teams, that's an experience. And and you you can lose because of that, I, I will say. Yeah. I mean, there are some tournaments in the beginning – where after six hours, I'm several drinks deep, and I go into the <laughs> game. I'm like, oh, this is different than last game, that's for sure. You know, and we had Federico on here uh, a couple episodes ago, and he mentioned, you know, his little thing. He he drinks Red Bull, and you know, obviously that helps him because he's won several tournaments this year. Yeah. Um, watch but yeah, out for that Red Bull, Chris, it ain't good for you. <laughs> but yeah, you know, certain you gotta. I've definitely slowed down the drinking in some of these tournaments. Yeah. Depends on what tournament it is, but I feel like that's helped. Yeah. I don't enjoy too much drinking during the tournament, but, like, towards the end, or if we're knocked out. Oh. If I'm knocked out. Wait a minute. It's on. Let the, get plug, let the floodgates <laughs> open. I have to talk about, <laughs> speaking of drinking, after the Cleveland Challenge Cup of bocce, we go out to uh, the firehouse. You guys have been there. Yep. And we're having drinks, whatever. It's 2 a.m., we get the text, or we, we're looking at the bocce undergrood for, uh, page, and we see 10 guys with their shirts off. The PA guys, <laughs> Paisano. Uh, Popio was in there. Yeah. James Oma was in there. Right. A bunch of dudes. It should. A lot of things are getting taken down off of Facebook that shouldn't be, like, you know, for breaking rules. That should have been taken down. <laughs> <laughs> that, there's no reason I should have seen any of you guys with your shirts off. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a good sight. So instead of going home at 2 o'clock, we're like, fuck it, let's go to the Airbnb yeah. with these guys. So we walk in, and their shirts are all on. We're like, take your fucking shirts <laughs> off. <laughs> so, so now we were the guys with our shirts off yeah. with them. And it was, uh, it was hilarious. I wish I could share some of the videos. I'm just not going to. But Paisano had this huge speech. Uh, a few other guys were singing Backstreet Boy songs and rapping. And it, it was... You know, we always talk about it, but these tournaments are, are fun to win, but I think they're more fun to, to hang out with everybody and, and do that stupid nonsense in a safe environment, of course. I agree. I mean, I think that's a good note to end on, unless you guys have anything else you want to touch up on. What's your favorite bocce memory? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Um, oh, that's easy for me. Same. I beat Anthony last year in King of the oh, Court. Oh, here we go. Yo. That was fun. I need to win it this year, though, or it doesn't mean anything. My favorite bocce memory is uh, the last two man on my grandpa. Yes, I love against that. Against me Dante and John. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. The crowd hated us. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, we had a nice bocce memory. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, Dante and I, our, our grandmama passed away this year, and um, our uh, hometown Italian club, the Poggiano Club, had their annual feast, and Dante, Carmen, and um, Anthony Marchionda started a bocce tournament there in 2018. 
Uh, it's a co-ed tournament, social, fun tournament, and um, more family oriented. Right, get the family team. In yeah, there, you know. Yeah, nothing serious. Um, and we, uh, Dante, myself, my mom, and my dad won, and uh, our grandma was our team name. Yeah. So that was cool. That's it awesome. was awesome. Yeah, shout out to everyone who participated in that. The Killa family, they were awesome. Yeah, uh, it was it was a fun time because so the Feast of Madonna di Loretta. Um, is Anthony maybe, I don't know, do you have any knowledge in it? You're pretty Italian. Actually, Anthony's mom. Yeah, that was the crazy part. Is that you're going to go ahead? Yeah, so so, um, in in, uh, Pagentro in Italy, they have this feast called Feast of Madonna di Loretta where the whole town shuts down and they're in the center. You know, it's a whole thing. They're carrying the statue. They have the chains, the the rosary around it. And regardless, it's this huge feast. Anyway, Mrs. Cugini comes because Paul's in the tournament, and she talks about how, um, if you're not aware, Anthony's parents are both from Italy. They both came over um, on the boat when they were around 10 or 12 years old, and Mrs. Cugini is telling me, like, yeah, I remember I went to the, you know, the feast in Italy, the real one. My mother brought me, but I don't remember where it's at, and I was like, there's a really solid shot. It was in Pagentro, and she was from around that area, yeah, I believe, yeah, like yeah. literally a town yeah. over. Uh, which was awesome to see. And she was just, like, you know, head over heels was just everything. Like, you know, was emotional about it, which, you know, touched me. Yeah, she me. loved it. Um, they had the mass. So, we you know, we have pool play. So you get two games in to get your seating. And then we break for mass, uh, which we then were very involved in. We did not know yeah. how involved we were going to be. So it, it, we, Bocce is just a small part of this this fest right and we they created it just to get more people involved we need more younger people just to stick around more for the fest right because as a lot of these clubs are getting older right so we have the mass and there is well over 100 200 people there i would say at least ish right mm-hmm. um and then afterwards they're like all right we need four people to carry the statue so around as the band plays and we do the march so, yeah. We look. We, we get dressed like altar boys, <laughs> carrying <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're carrying carrying the Madonna. Oh, we're carrying. Well, luckily they they upgraded to carrying it up until like a year ago. They put it on a, on wheels. So yeah. we just hold. <laughs> we just held pieces of wood and, and rolled that baby around a parking lot with some potholes around. Yeah, that was uh, us, Carmen yeah. Marinucci and Nick Danella, our Dinella, cousin. Her, but yeah. yeah, we're all cousins actually in that, which is funny enough. All for you know, family fr- uh, originating from Pagentro. Um, and then at the end of it, we're handed four glasses of vino. Uh, and then there's the race. Yeah. So the race in Italy is up or down a mountain, and they run barefoot. These kids come back, and their feet are all cut up and everything, right? So here in Youngstown, or, yeah, up in Youngstown, we... uh With how many potholes would be dangerous to run barefoot. Right. <laughs> Which yeah, Anthony's never seen potholes. He's from the suburbs. <laughs> Which... Remind me, I have something to say on that. So um, what they do is they put you in the back of a truck, and they drive you over across to the bridge. They drop you off, and they say, all right, go. And you have to run 0.8 miles back up the hill up to the club in Youngstown. Well, typically there's kids 16-plus there. And this year, for whatever reason, there really wasn't that many. So the guy comes over to me, Dante, or my cousin Nick, Carmen Marinucci, a few other guys, and they say, if you guys don't run this race, we have to cancel it. It'll be the first time in 100 whatever years. No pressure. So I I just ate a steak sandwich, had, you know, alcohol, same with everybody else, and we're like, you know what, screw it. Let's, you know, let's do it. We'll start off slow, and we'll go. 
So we hop in the truck. Dante's with us. It starts raining. We get over to the bridge, and we're like, this is a terrible idea. Like, someone's going to get injured. My mom didn't want me to do it. And I'm like, Mom, I'm a freaking athlete. I'm going to do it. You know, like, I'm not that old yet. I'm going to do it for Johnny. Yeah. I'm going to do it for Johnny. Do it for Johnny, man. (laughs) So we start going, and everyone's together. I'm like, all right, this is good. And then Carmen Marinucci starts leading the pack. I'm like, Carmen, I thought we were riding together. He's like, I feel good. I feel good. Guaranteed yeah. he dies out. <laughs> so I just started. I'm like, all right. I'm, you know, I started going a little bit faster, and I see my dad sitting or standing up top of the hill, and I'm like, all right, I got to fucking, you know, I got to sprint. So I just started running. Did he try to catch you? Yeah, they couldn't, though. I had a pretty good lead. So I, I, I broke away from everyone as I'm running by my dad. He's like, come on, boy. Pick yeah. him up, boy. <laughs> I'm like, Where were you? I, was, I, I rode in the back of the truck. Uh, filming, so I was in the back. <laughs> yeah. so I was in the back of the truck, dropped him off, and just said, "See ya." I stayed in the back of the truck. I can't run. So how many people ran this? There was only like six. It was like him and Carmen. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Him and Carmen. There was a couple. Me, Carmen, Nick. Up. There was six Two of us. Two or three others. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so there was that eating contest, and then, and then uh, the last thing I want to touch up on this uh, festival, which they they still do a part of it, but they don't give the same prize. It's the chicken throwing competition. Yeah. So there's this wooden. Cut out chicken, rooster, hanging on yeah, a fence. Yeah, it's a rooster. Hanging on a fence, and then you pay a dollar, and it's mostly kids. You pay a dollar to step on up. You get a rock th- in your hand, and you get a chance to throw a rock. You get maybe three chances to throw one of those uh, rocks, hit the wooden rooster, cut out rooster. It's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. And hit it so it falls over. It's like on a latch. Got right? it. So if you were to hit it over... You get your dollar back plus another dollar, right? Or maybe a five dollar spot. I don't. Yeah, I don't back know. Back in the day, I think that's how it's probably it was a real go. chicken you got. Well, or yeah. or yeah. you could defer the dollars and just you get a real like you get a real chicken. chicken. <laughs> there are chickens in cages, cages. Yeah. and they're like, all right, this is yours. Nice. Yeah. And one, I remember one year, I think Uncle Tilia won, and uh, we got ran loose around the. They were running around like Rocky Balboa trying to catch the chicken. Well, yeah, they would uh, take them home, you know. Chop them up, eat them, yeah. and serve for the next week. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Favorite memory I'll never forget from my grandma? Walking downstairs, seeing her put a rabbit on a noose, oh, slice yeah. the neck, and rip off the skin like nothing. And was goes, the noose necessary? It was necessary <laughs> to slice the neck. Yeah, I'll never get that memory out of mind. But that's what they did in the old days. Yeah. So that, that chicken pie was a lot for them. Oh, no, that chicken was a delicacy. I rem- also, rabbit's a delicacy. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandpa had a, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was a, maybe it was a, li- a lamb. Lamb, lamb, yeah. I, I remember its lamb. eyes in the basement were like this. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it was dead. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why no one else was going to school with uh, a, a six-inch prosciutto sandwich. Provolone. <laughs> 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 I didn't get any uh, ho-hos. <laughs> Nutella and bread was what my mom thought was healthy back really? in the day. <laughs> Well, that's what I grew up on. That's so funny. <laughs> that's the best, though. We're making wine here soon. Yeah, we are. Yeah? That's exciting. You guys have been making wine for a little while, right? Yeah, we just got our, I think I got uh, 12, 24, 48 bottles from last year, or two years ago. So we're going to bottle the next year and make the next year. Yeah. Keeping so, the traditions alive, baby. Trying. We'll bring a bottle for Frank and team so they can test it out. Yeah. Well... I do want to say, if you're listening to this, please uh, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube and check out the live streams that are going to be happening this weekend, which is October 1st 
And then also, again, at the high stakes, October 22nd, it's going to be, we're going to do it all up. We're going to have the multiple camera angles. We're going to have people in the booth. We're going to have our sponsors. Uh, so please support us. Subscribe. Check us out. You guys want to sign us off? That's it. Episode 27. We're out. Ciao. Later. <laughs>